the cookies to Tataru and <laughs> yeah, start uh, wrap up some uh, some uh, lightning. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Nerdy Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Tom, aka the Demon. Sorry, I had to get my I had to get my kiss joke out of the way right away. Along with me as well. Hey, everybody. And John. How's it going? All right, so we are not covering uh, Kiss at Phantom Park. We will eventually, but instead we're covering another film with Gene Simmons from 1984 from director Michael Crichton, starring Tom Selleck. This is part of our 80s action series. We're covering Runaway. Speaking of Tom Selleck, I want to know, did we pick this movie now because of Movember? And he was to be the inspiration of all the brilliant mustaches we were all going to grow? I mean, I, he does have a fabulous mustache in this movie. I mean, he, he has, like, the greatest mustache ever. The one true mustache of which all other mustaches are but shadows. Yeah. I mean, it's like, we were, the joke is that they made an Iron Man movie in the 80s. He had to star Tom Selleck. He was the only, he was like, he was living Tony, he was Tony Stark in the flesh. In the very, very furry flesh. Yeah. <laughs> it was the style of the time, man. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he still has it, so I mean, uh, <laughs> I, and I, I jokingly was telling my wife, I was like, I think this is the pilot for Blue Bloods. I mean, it's as boring as Blue Bloods in places, so <laughs> it makes sense. So this we'll is the least action-packed action movie I've ever seen in my life. All right, well, okay. Slow-moving antagonist. It is a slow-moving everything. Had, <laughs> I mean, well, the, the bullets would fall fly in slow bullet time uh, from future gun gun of the future yeah yeah gun of the future fired in bullet time <laughs> and, oh, well we're getting way ahead of ourselves so yeah. well, let's go ahead and cover the okay so this is from director michael Crichton. Uh, now those of you that aren't familiar Crichton, besides writing some incredibly great novels has written uh, has directed several movies in his career like he directed the andromeda strain he directed the great trainer robbery he secretly uh, did the reshoots on uh, the 13th Warrior, uh, but he also directed this film. He should have stuck to writing. I mean, out of all the movies he's done, The Great Train Robbie with Sean Connery is probably his best as a director. But yeah, it's like that's kind of the thing that like, he's not, he, he's a he really is a writer and a scientist more than he is a, a, a compelling film director. I, I mostly just sang the Jurassic Park theme whenever a robot showed up. So, um, oh yeah, we should find Jerry Goldsmith did the music for this movie. Jerry Goldsmith did the music for this. So let's point out, um, <laughs> there's a lot of '80s in this movie. Like this may be the '80s <laughs> '80s movie in general, not action movie, but just '80s movie ever. It has Tom Selleck, it has Gene Simmons, it has Kirstie Alley. Yeah, Kirstie Alley made me so happy to see the Cheers lady. Yeah, it was like it, it has Kirstie. It has um, a low Zip buzz. Rhodes from Dirty Dancing. Yeah, Rizzo I mean, from Mash. It's yes. true. It's true. It's it's a wild, wild movie. Yeah, and a lot of that guy. Like they uh, again. This did this film come out before the "No Animals Were Harmed" statement? Because that horn slow, that horn worm got murdered. Oh no! This is definitely post uh, um, Heaven's Gate because that that horn <laughs> hornworm got murdered. 
<laughs> no one no. cares about hornworms. If you don't care about the hornworms, who will you care about? Where I, I do you mean, draw the on. line? I mean, it's like you got to dissect something. I mean, I uh, so well, I'm getting off time. So this is the far flung, flung future of 1984. And there, but the difference between this is what I refer to as a parallel history where in this universe, all those crappy robots from the 80s were actually useful. So instead of just being like a thing and, that and runs ro- around and responds to the, the robots to only come in two designs there's big square with a claw. And there's toaster with crab legs. That's it. That's that's what you got for robots. They I were mean, not. They were not toaster sized. L- l- let's be honest though. That I gave Michael Crichton credit. He did not. He's like, this is what robots actually can do, but not without. They don't have the processor strength to do this stuff. I. I oh, one I, of them's apparently raising a child by itself. Yeah. Yep. Ro- I mean, yeah, it's a robot nanny. I mean, he's flat out like you know. D- Put a robot nanny in this film, but it's I mean, just a box. That's cool, but so the the, agricul- the agricultural robots were the most realistic robots. Yeah, I think. they they made. I was like, oh yeah, that is clearly was designed for the job it is doing, even if it's somewhat impractical from a you know, you know, but uh, from a, a standpoint of the 1980s robots could not do this. <laughs> you well, know, yeah, then then you also are having calling 911 for tech support. Well, they're not. Te- I mean, it's a dangerous situation. It's a runaway piece of farm equipment. I mean, who would you call? A robot doing donuts in the corn. Oh well, okay. I mean, if you had an automated tractor, who would you call? A, ca- a case, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Anyway, yeah, caterpillar. We need to point this out. The whole point of this premise of the movie is that Tom Selleck is a robotics division, which in the, his job is really he. They, if there's a robot's malfunction, his job is to go shut it down. And not like Blade Runner style. He's just supposed to grab it and turn the switch off. That's uh, or, or or beat it to death with a chair. Like or, yeah, there's two older. options. Or use the laser gun. He has uh, a laser gun. I have many questions about the laser gun, honestly, but we'll get to I it. Mean, I mean, no, the, 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 these robots don't square with an with a, with an arm, and they shoot electricity out of them. <laughs> yeah. Who thought that was a good thing? I mean, like I said, out in the fields, not so bad. They might burn down the field as they shoot electricity and run donuts through the field, but they're they're you know they're not that bad. Or, or the, the the uses to which other people put a square with a um, claw and and a the ability to shoot sparks is much much scarier. Yeah, and we should point out also this: uh, if you're going to work in this department, you have to be a washout and everything else. So Tom Sell's character is his backstory: is he has vertigo, he's afraid of heights, and uh, oh, I was guy... use that for my entrance, and I forgot I was going to say heights. Why did it have to be heights? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have to bring this up. For those of you who don't know, it is one of the greatest stories of like all the greatest movie never made scenarios. Tom Selleck was the star of Magnum PI, rising actor in the seventies. Got, got hired to play Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then Magnum P.I.'s set, uh, uh, production crew would not let him take time off to shoot the movie. Harrison Ford got the part, and, well, you know, Harrison Ford's career went skyrocketing further. Meanwhile, uh, Tom Selleck did not, did not ha- suffer Indiana that Jones much. Movies. Yeah, no, every, uh, here's the thing. He did not become Indiana Jones, but Magnum P.I. was probably the second most popular action character around at the time. So much Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Dale dresses like Magnum, while Chip dresses like 
Indiana Jones. <laughs> and I mean, so the, the, the thing that's so uh, the plot is uh, so I'm going to summarize the plot really quick. Uh, RoboCop, and I don't mean that in the cool cybernetic cop way. I mean a cop who deals with robots kind of way. With a fantastic mustache. <laughs> with a fantastic mustache. And uh, a laser gun. It, the laser gun is lame. Uh, we'll move into it. Uh, is called in to investigate malfunctioning robots. In one case, it's a robot homicide where they discover yeah. shady stuff is going on. It's yeah, a weird so, situation so, that leads to a terrorist named so, Luther. So, Dr. Luther. Don't gloss over that. This robot, which is a slow-moving box with a claw, apparently nice to death two people. Oh, yeah. I mean, clearly they weren't. They, they, I mean, it was the 80s. Everyone ran and And then gets his hands and figures out how to operate a gun. And then, yeah, there was no there was no way that thing could pull a trigger based on the design. Uh, <laughs> but, no, the I robot. Mean, everyone, is, everyone, okay. everyone, uh, by the way, Will, everyone seems to agree with you. There's no way that thing should be firing it, can fire a gun and aim correctly, but it's like. Like the one Tom Selleck's character, at least he kind of was going to shoot a baby. He's but like he didn't shoot the baby, and I don't know. Anyway, so the whole the whole thing about it is, um, so he he finds a a a scene where a malfunctioning robot has knifed its owners to death, except for like one of them, and a baby is trapped in the house with it. So after a bunch of rigmarole, the robot starts shooting at them with a gun for reasons. And then they're like, okay, we have to go save the baby. Robot saves the baby, but it's it, but it doesn't. But the circumstances do, don't add up. the The husband was acting weird. They find a weird chip in the robot. It's a mystery. Which, by right? the way, is a, the most 1980s microchip circuitry that I've ever <laughs> it really seen. Is. Every like I said, this is the most 80s movie I've ever seen. So it's like a six inch chip with the big claws claws on it. Yeah. What do you think the processor was for that thing? Yeah, they even say at one point it's an 8086. <laughs> I like Which was the most advanced processor of its day, I'm sure. Yeah, so we should, I mean, the thing is, Crichton did not try to say this is the year 2000. Or, he be, he doesn't even give a year, but it. But everyone's dressed like it's 1985 or 86. So there's no, like, impl- this is basically, uh, the, as you said, it's an alternate history where Robots became commonplace sometime in the mid seventies. It's it's, well, it's it's weird how blasé everyone is about like murder. Yeah, the murder robots. The, like oh, murder of anyone. Like they're like, yeah, a couple of bodies. Oh, that's a shame. Anyway, yeah, there's a kid oh. stuck in there. Oh, we should do something about that. I mean, everything is just this. Yeah. The, even oh, the cameraman got the cameraman got killed live on television. The ca- yeah. yeah, like, and that was just glo- and that was just glossed over. Like, so the, so. In the middle of this effectively robot hostage situation, there's a camera crew that's like, you know, butting in and trying to get the story. So Tom Selleck puts on his anti-robot gear, which looks suspiciously like camp pad that's been cut into vest form. And uh, what, what armor rating will we give that armor rating? I give it a negative three. He has, uh, he has, um, he has a laser pistol, which looks less like a laser pistol and more like a laser pointer. But okay. Anyway. He's creeping into the house where this robot, which, mind you, has a gun. Like, let's not forget that the robot has a gun and is apparently a crack shot with it. At least when shooting extras. <laughs> with his little claw. At least when shooting extras, it's a crack shot. It's terrible at shooting Tom Selleck, though. Um, and the – so I counted the bullets, right? <laughs> because this is a revolver. It's not yeah. going to have more than six shots. Three of them were used up shooting out the windows or whatever. Two, one shot at Tom Selleck, one killed the camera guy, and then another shot happened. At that point, you can walk in and turn the fucking thing off. 
because it can't. <laughs> all it could do is bump you in the shins and beat you with and pistol whip you. Or right? apparently knife you to death. <laughs> well, no, it had dropped the knife and it had the gun, and it would take it, it seven years to again. It would take it seven years to put down the gun and pick up the knife again. Especially <laughs> they, since they are remarkably past, slow moving. You I, I feel walk. like my father yelling at Doctor Who Dalek. I guess my point is like the robot as designed could not reach into the kitchen block and get a knife. I don't I don't understand how it got a knife, but sure. Anyway, so a cameraman is shot trying to get a live video feed by just following the cop into a hostage situation. Which by, by the way, the he even points out the thing can read your signals. Don't you know, stop filming, stop reporting, yeah. it's listening. It's <laughs> listening and they're like, whatever and they weren't. I guess they weren't treating it seriously enough because a cameraman again, and everyone's just like, "Yeah," like even the woman who is with the cameraman, who is part yeah, of the, the news reporter. crew, does not care two shits about this cameraman who dies. Nobody does. Nobody reacts to it. No, I mean Tom Selleck is like slightly disappointed that it happened, but that's about it. No one reacts to murder in this movie. Like there are several points in this movie where people get horribly murdered in in repeated robot related ways, and everyone's just very like, "Yeah, that sucks." <laughs> like, what the hell, man? Medic. Uh, yeah. uh, this could be the Starship Trooper universe, I guess. I don't know, but the oh, so let's talk more about the robot design. Uh, Tom, you're absolutely correct. There are two. There, 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 there. Are, the designs are very realistic. For 1984, what what 1984 envisioned robotics as being, except yeah, the little so I, I honestly the square robots look like they fit into the movie right they look like sure. they're a part of the scenery they yeah. look good the little spidery walkie things <laughs> look like yeah, the crap the toasters they're toasters not even with toasters. crab legs they look like they, they're not even toasters they're like quarter toasters with legs yeah. they they look like a children's toy that you would buy in a mall kiosk in like knockoff land like if you go down to to one of the mini markets that sells cheap knockoff supplies yeah. in new york except apparently it has a remarkably poison or acidic spike and it can leap and it can leap with remarkable precision but it just sort of you can see it go you can see when it fails because some of them like wiggle a bit and some of them just kind of bounce around They're, yeah they look really bad they they are not the the uh, fear inspiring terror machines that perhaps no. Brighton envisioned they are in fact lame as hell and i cannot stress enough how stupid well, they look you know i i literally my father was involved with computers when i was very very young which is even before the 80s the 70s and i shit you not at my dad's office was a computer that was the rough shot size and shape of a refrigerator. And there were banks of the, the um, punch cards that you would feed into this thing right next to it. And that's what reminded me of the robot. So if their goal is to make, what would a robot look like in the 70s? A giant block is, in fact, kind of square on. Yeah, I, I think that those robots look like they fit into the movie. They look... Like they fit the you know, aesthetic of the movie, but the little bouncy spider, yeah. quote unquote, spider things look yeah. really shitty and lame. Yeah, I wouldn't trust one to raise my child. I mean, I, most I mean, these are. Uh, I mean, aside from those, most of these are pretty practical effect robots. So these are ones like puppeteers and robotic guys built these. Like you could, you know, there's a guy off screen with a remote running this thing. Yeah, and, and I think those look fine. But again, the detractors are a future gun, gun of the future. So the bad guy has like is basically. Doc, uh, yeah, let, let's. The bad guy is Gene Simmons. 
the bad guy uh, from Kiss. From Kiss. Without his makeup, no makeup, unfortunately. This was the, re- the when uh, Kiss literally had to do a press conference to re- reveal themselves without the makeup because Gene had done this movie, and they're like, "Well, yeah, people are gonna know that's what Gene looks like now." So, yeah, yeah this led to uh, the make no makeup years of Kiss. Uh, and so, so I-, I will say this: he looks like a bad guy, and he hams it up, sure. and it's great. He's like Doctor Simmons- Luther, Doctor Doctor e- Luther, he's Doctor Evil. Doc- so Doctor Evil, because I mean. They couldn't make him look more like a bad guy. <laughs> like he's just evil. Like he's clearly the bad guy in every single possible circumstance of being the bad. And the reason I'm not really going into the details is because everything is so slow paced and boring. And there's this weird romance subplot that sucks. <laughs> like it's real bad. And uh, Kirstie Alley gets yeah, almost it's, naked it's with an inferior. So it's like got eight. It's got oh, HR yeah, it's, problems like it's, crazy. It's HR problematic to the to the extreme, but it's it's pitched as not being bad, and that's a problem. Um, well, I mean, once again, eighties, and yeah. and he, the, you know Tom Selleck is being set up by his like ten year old son, uh, who is the kid God, from who is the kid from Flight of the Navigator, dad. I believe. Yep, that's the same kid. Yep, yep. kid from Flight of the Navigator. And the robot. Which apparently is sophisticated enough to suggest to, to figure out like you should get married. Also, the it's robot it's cannot make pasta with its crap out. claw. So the crappy claw on the domestic house robot is so bad. Like Rosie the robot is is shaking her head <laughs> and saying, "You call that a robot?" And just like her, like the crab claw thing, trying to make pasta, just. It didn't sell me. You didn't sell me that movie. You didn't sell me that. Did not brush his teeth. Did not brush his teeth. I'm detecting a power search. I, I did like sassy. I did like sassy tattletale robot. That was kind of funny. Um, yeah, narc robot. Narc robot. Narc robot. Narc robot. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, God, I mean, the, and the plot. Okay, like, so we got, we of- got to cover the fact that he starts trying to find the dad who was the pro on the robot, and they said. And I like the one like is how much did you modify it? And it, which basically says every time a robot goes bad, somebody modified it, which that Sometimes. is like believable things. Cause like whenever you hear somebody's phones screwed up, they did something. It's that old joke. Like, what did you install on it? Or how did you, what, what was the hack you did to your uh, place? Yeah. yeah. So that actually, that's another example. Like, okay, I believe that that's the, you know, like lines that actually fit now that didn't make any sense to people in 1985. Yeah, and honestly, it's just so he tries to find. So the, the 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 robot murder occurs. The 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 dad who was there on saying just acts really suspicious and weird, and they're like, "What the hell?" And so they try, and he runs off before before they realize that he's a kook. And um, was still didn't seem to care. His his kid was still in there. Didn't really seem to care that his wife and her sister were knifed to death by a domestic robot. Really, just acting super sketch, and as the kids would say, "sus." Um, so they track him down using police techniques that are typical '80s police techniques. And um, yeah, him and his partner have worked at a firm that makes uh, circuit boards. Yeah, they make they make computer parts and chips and stuff. Anyway, so they tracks him down, and then. Like there's this real so sketchy Doctor Evil shows back up and orders a coffee very evilly, by the way, and uh, pulls out future gun, gun of the future, which is just like a regular gun that they've <laughs> stapled some silver siding to. Yeah, it looks hey, it looks that really gun bad. Very smart bullets. 
And then, well, it shoots a POV camera effect is what it does. Yeah. <laughs> so the gun shoots a POV camera effect, which then follows, like, a specific person. Yeah. And it's, it's a tracking bullet. It can bullet. only be thwarted Follow by you. tables. It can only be thwarted by – well, it can also be thwarted by, t- by like, parked cars um, <laughs> and other stationary objects. But then it, like, embeds itself in you and explodes, and then you die in a horrible special effect. Um, and, again and- – People die horribly in this. Like, guy gets this in his chest and explodes in his chest and his back or whatever, and he dies horribly. Yeah. And I was like, man, that was our only lead. And, like, no one seems to care. Like, it's just the There's most... a guy you saw shooting. You know what he looks like. Yeah, they're like, how are we ever going to find this guy? I'm like, I don't know. He's right over there. He probably didn't get in a car. The really tall guy with the, the, fr- with the black... It looks like Gene Simmons. He's right over there. Ball. Oh, wait, we don't but, know what um, Gene like he always wears makeup. Oh no, he's not wearing. He's, he blends right he was in. wearing glasses. He's like six foot two. He doesn't blend into the crowd. And no, scary. I mean when he walks in scene, he is literally. And he's in a really nice suit, but he is the scariest thing no matter what. And he is carrying this obnoxiously large, annoying looking gun. Like, but there is no subtlety to this guy at all. I'm like, how does he keep getting away? Does he just like hail a cab immediately after murder? And, and by the way, crowd. he does the smart thing. He's like, he's not paying it. Like, he says, I'll pay you guys to do this for me. And then he just like kills him or gives him fake money. He's like, I'm not going to actually pay you. I'm just going to kill you. It was like, he's the, he's the, uh, he's the bit, he's the guy's like, I want to do all my evil stuff. And not spend a lot of money. Who would have ever <laughs> thought the evil guy with, with a name like Dr. Evil would have betrayed me? Yeah, Dr. Luther. <laughs> I mean, it's like, Doctor, oh, yeah, I mean, I know his name is Dr. Luther, Luther, but he, he is like Luther. Like. He is like, like, and his, what's his motivation? He's bad. That, like, they never tell you why he's trying to, like, get all the money and, or other than I want money and money is cool. I will concoct a complicated scheme rather than, I don't know, using my future gun, gun of the future, to rob banks. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Or sell the future gun to the police. Or to the military. military. Military and make a shit pile of money. Yeah, the CIA could use a gun that shoots particular Every, Everybody who wants to kill people could use a gun that's that basically a heat-seeking bullet that you can that right. you can program to apparently everyone's unique heat signature. Signature. Although it could probably de- be defeated using the predator method of coat yourself in cold mud. Um, <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll get a kick out of this, Will. Uh, so there is a novelization because every movie had a novelization. A novelization. <laughs> he was did Crichton write the novel? He, that would he worked be. for the CIA building weapons for the military and CIA and then went rogue. Oh, okay, so he actually has some some backstory. Yeah, but he's like, uh, but he, you know, he, he wanted, he didn't want to spend any more money on building stuff. He's like, I already got stuff. I, I know what I need to do. I just want to make other, trick other people to do it for me. Yeah. So, also, Tom Selleck is bad father. <laughs> like, I will say this. Tom Selleck is, is not a bad father because he is a bad person. He is a bad father because he's attached to his work. But he's actually, I mean, he listens to his child. He tries to address sure. his child. His child dresses him down for cursing. And rather than telling you, shut up, he's like, you're right. There was no excuse. I was like, I was very impressed by the parenting sections of this movie. Yeah, other than the fact that he left the kid with a robot. Um, the robot was apparently doing a great day. job. Yeah, I don't blame him for the robot because he works with robots. He knows what they're supposed to When they go wrong, he's the one that shuts them down. So he's like, I, if it screws up, it won't kill the kid. I, I did like, could our robot go that way? No, that's ridiculous, child. <laughs> like, that's great. Um, wow. And you know, part of the wish one, he's also doing this because it's it pays well and nobody else wants the job, so he's like, he, and, he and robots said, also hate heights, 
Yeah, he hates heights, but they make him take helicopters. <laughs> I, he ordered that helicopter. There was also, I know. Well, again, getting more into the weird blase attitude everyone has towards almost dying every five minutes. There's a a setup sequence, Chekhov's like <laughs> Chekhov's robotic construction site uh, that they visit relatively early in the film, where there is an out of the control stacker bot that is just dropping bags of concrete powder from like. 10, 15 stories up, right? And these things land within feet of Tom Selleck repeatedly. And he just sort of glances up and goes, ah. you know, I mean, it's very blase of almost being murdered repeatedly. Ah, I just can't get over how, how much. Like, can we, can we like, talk about the, the exciting quote-unquote car chase? Oh, God, yes. I <laughs> love your car, car of the future. Uh, it's so they not have the future. <laughs> like what? And so again, it's so Skylark. <laughs> I guess my problem is like the Buick Skylark has a built-in laser rifle, which is cool. I guess the lasers are yeah. so lame in this; they're just so lame. They have. But why like, do the mafia care? Like, why do the mafia try to kill Kirstie Alley when they know she? When Luther knows she has the damn plans, like. There's a whole chase sequence where they try to kill Kirstie Alley with these little robot remote control car things with bombs, which honestly is a plot line that, I, that it gets reused in Batman the Animated Series. Yes, in the Grey, uh, in the gray Ghost episode. The gray yeah. Ghost. I, I, yeah, I, I, knew you'd, I knew you would understand, Tom. I knew you would understand. I was like, hey, it's oh, like yeah. the Grey Ghost episode. Anyway, um, future car, car of the future is a success, but then like – like and Kirstie Alley has to strip down. I guess this was the titillation part of the movie, but it's not even good. Well, it's not even the, the first naked. I mean, there's naked. There's another naked woman in that. Hotel yeah, there are boobs. Like I was actually sort of shocked that there were boobs in this movie. Like there's boobs for a few minutes during a tense scene, and I was like, "Huh, boobs!" And then the movie goes on, we're and no already, we're getting an R rating. The same blase towards yeah. death as sex. It's it's true. Everything everything is blasé. Nobody cares about it. So there is a, a an armed standoff in a open air cafe, right? Where there is a scary man with a future gun, gun of the future, like holding a woman hostage, and and it's not like it's hidden. Like they try to do this whole like oh it just just play it cool, but it rapidly goes to not play it cool, and. It just no one like no one scatters until the bullets are fired, <laughs> and that that just blew my fucking mind. I mean, it, like I said, it's a I guess in the future everyone's kind of like meh. And the then world. and then Gene Simmons escapes by jumping into into a fountain and slowly trundling away. Like <laughs> I mean, nobody chases anyone down in this movie. Yeah. Everyone's like defeated by small hills. It's yeah. so sad. <laughs> and, and, you, know, but, you know how you stop the ro the killer robots? You go upstairs. They they can't go up or an elevator. They can't. I mean, so well. Here's another thing. So these little like okay. So anyway, Luther has these little spider robots that kill people by <clears throat> both injecting them with acid from a needle and also exploding for reasons. But the the duration oh, you gotta, of explosion. You gotta make sure it's like double tap. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, that's also the uh, if they blow up, no one can have the tech. It's kind of like the it's the self destruct mechanism. Like these are kamikaze bots. He doesn't these, care these, if they get things, them back. 
these things are one step removed from a wacky, you know, from a from a wind up toy that's trying to kill you. They are yeah, not. They are. They are the least threatening thing in this movie. Yeah, this full of not threatening things. Yeah, see, and that's another case. Like I looked it up in the in the novelization, they were supposed to be way more terrifying. Once again, it's you know, there's a budget and they don't they don't know how to do it right. But they, they were supposed to be the. It's another CIA thing. Like they the CIA hired him to build these robots so they could go on secret assassinations. They kill the guy and then blow up so you can't find out who did it. That's sure. I mean, it sure. makes sense if you actually had, you know, Captain Exposition explaining what the robots do. I'm sure they don't they're, have that. They're not threatening. But so so in the in the great confrontation where Tom Selleck has to get over his vertigo, because that's just something you do, apparently. Um, he comes upon an elevator with lots of these little robots down below. And I'm thinking, you know what you could have taken two minutes to do? kick them over the side of the building they're not big they're not fast they're clearly not programmed to kill you just start like putting them in a trash can <laughs> you know i mean they're not they're not doing yeah. anything and like, and like and also gene simmons is terrible at taking hostages so the thing is the the whole point of this is that tom Selleck has the the, the plans to reproduce these murder chips right and schematics. yeah he's got the he's got he's got the, he's got the schematics oh he, he knifes poor kirstie alley in the head and again nobody starts getting up and freaking the in fuck the middle out of a crowded restaurant yeah it's in a crowded restaurant and it's just like oh no someone died my my escargot you know I mean, it's just like no <laughs> one reacts even though he knifes her in the back of the head it's, it's just ridiculous but moving on so that he's gonna trade like and his son's been kidnapped he's gonna trade uh his son for the plans and the guy's like, you got to come alone, blah, 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 blah. Da, 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 da. He's got good, again, he's got future gun, gun of the future. And he's, oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about his partner getting the bullet in her arm. Oh, uh, well, it's, it's, does it matter? It doesn't matter. It's not even, <laughs> it's not exciting. It doesn't add anything to the story. And it's, boring. yeah, she has an exploding bullet stuck in her arm in that, uh, and, and he's like, don't use the robot to get it out. I'll do it myself. Yeah, and his, his, his reason for not using the robot is that it's bad. Like, it's bad at its job. <laughs> Why do you even have this robot? I mean, I, honestly, that would that actually believes is like it never works right. I'm like, yeah, you know what? If it never works right, don't use it. I'm sure you paid a lot for it, but if it's it's, it's yeah, like any like... software program. Don't if it doesn't work, don't use it. It's because you bought it. You, that, uh, that, that's your mistake. I like I see his arguments every single time. He's like, we've tried to think it doesn't actually work. So anyway, so. He's like, hand over the, you know, throw me the whip, throw me the idol. He's like, hand over the plans. He's like, not until my son is safe. So he lets the kid go and get in the elevator. And then instead of waiting for Tom Selleck to hand him the thing, he says, oh, by the way, when your son gets to the bottom, my robots are going to kill him. <laughs> like, he could have not said anything and just gotten the plans and then shot Tom Selleck and no one would have cared. Like, also, why didn't he just shoot Tom Selleck? Like, the kid is now gone. Why do you even keep the kid alive? Why did he even keep the kid alive? Why didn't you just, you know, wait wait at the house for Tom Selleck? I guess he's not that evil. He can't kill a kid. <laughs> well, the robot didn't kill a baby, so we have we have some reason to believe the robot may not kill little people. But yeah, it, 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 really, the logic even gets further whacked at this point. But yeah, so then we have the big the big showdown with him and the robots. Having to deal with his height problems. And I don't know. And we should point out at this point, like this film's 
this is not a long film, but there at this point we really lost care how this is going. They kind of they padded this movie out a bit too much. Yeah, well, they they had to, to to leave room for the psychics. Yes, there oh, are I psychics. Oh, about in this the psychics. Movie. Oh no. Yes. They're just as good as any hokey psychic. I'm I'm getting an L. Is there an L in your life? An L? Luther? Ah, oh, yes, that may be it. You, that's what I'm thinking of. Good, good, good work, psychic. Yeah, it was very '80s psychic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, but uh, how how should we describe this finale? Because it's such a bonkers ending. <laughs> Well, ending I is so mean, stupid. Anyway, Gene Simmons dies by his own hubris. The end. It's not. Yeah, good. I mean, it's, it's like, like the it's, Lion King. It is a lot like the Lion King. Honestly. Yeah, the robots. I mean, he basically is eaten up by the hyenas, essentially. It's, it's, it's robots. Well, I guess, but the thing is, like, it's supposed to kill the first person who comes out. I'm like, shouldn't it have already started trying to murder? Well, they climbed up on top of the elevator. They never left it. I mean, you think he put a program, he would, uh, if he's such a smart, he would make sure that it never uh, can kill him. <clears throat> um, that's like the one pro- programming killer robot. You cannot kill me because guess what? Robocop has that, that, that rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, the ending is lame and there's a kiss for no reason. Like, yeah, he and his partner get to make out because make out for some reason, and because you know, they you know, they've been quietly the uh, robot nanny was successful fall in love. Yeah, she had to die for their love to exist. Anyway, <laughs> she'll be fine. Just hook her battery up. That's not I how mean, science uh, works. That, that's sort of. I mean, I mean, that's a very cold take, but it's also like it's a if unless the uh, memory breaks got destroyed, erased. It, all you gotta do is fix it. It's like there does seem to be that they everyone understands when a robot gets broke, you can fix it or re, just replace it. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, honestly, it's uh, the robots are treated as devices, and that's good. They don't anthropomorphize them at yeah. all. Yeah, this is my robot. Bit, this is not. Like blocks. Um, Tom Selleck did name his robot, and it it had a lady voice. It's true, but like he doesn't care about the robot, <laughs> and I'm I, I'm I'm actually okay with that. I don't care about my VCR. When I had well, yeah, the people in this movie don't seem to care about much of anything, so it's hard to tell if they, it, they, uh, don't, they don't care about anything in this movie. Nobody reacts strongly. Not even the kid who's being held hostage. He's like, "Dad, I'm in trouble." It's, I mean, he looks like he just like got a B on his book report. I mean, it's just no one, no one is excited or or anything. Yeah, it's the not. It's a very nihilistic kind of attitude about it's life. Very just, I don't understand it anyway. Um, uh, but you know, like I said, this is film. They don't try to set it in the near future. It basically appears to be in almost. You know, you know, Crichton said it could be uh, uh, like six months in the future if the the robot industry was more successful. And I mean, that's the other thing that like it's very. There is a corporate thing to this film that they really downplay, which. You know, having like a rollerball, that's all it's all about the corporate control. But this one, it's clear the corporations have a connection, but they don't seem to bring it up. Like Luther clearly probably should be evil corporation guy, but or he's going to start evil corporation after he gets his killer robot scheme going. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that they leave off the table that they could have put in, but they didn't. And I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So this movie is only like. A little over an hour and a half, and it's, but it feels much longer than that. Yeah, it's oh, not an God. exciting movie. It doesn't like, 
there's a lot of exposition. There's a lot of just just people sort of milling about and talking, and then things happen suddenly, but they happen at this incredibly slow, boring pace. It's really hard to tell to explain how non-actiony this action movie is. Yeah, and we should point this, uh, let me point this out. This came out around the same time as First Blood Two, so this is it's not like this because. Uh, Technic- I mean, we're talking, you know, the idea is that, uh, you know, action films are at an interesting peak at this point. You know, we're still a little ways from Predator and Die Hard. But the, the point is, this is like that pinnacle of these, the uh, the tough guy action lead. And, you know, Tom Selleck is your, I would call your, not your low-rent Harrison Ford, but he's like, okay, Harrison Ford's not available. Burt Reynolds doesn't want, isn't uh, the right part for us or too old for the part. Clint Eastwood would never touch the thing, although he, you know. He'd rather do one with a, a evil uh, ship instead, <laughs> and uh, so we'll get Tom Selleck, and that's it's like that's what kind of what Tom Selleck represented. He was the, yeah, he's Magnum PI, and this is basically you know Magnum PI versus or uh, versus robots. If you had told me this was a made-for-TV movie, I wouldn't have blinked an eye. And the thing is, it feels like it should be made for TV. Like this would be this was a pilot for a TV series. This might I would believe it. This definitely feels like a more like a TV pilot. Right, it does. It absolutely does. Yeah. Um I mean, if, if if this was the plot to, you know, cop what stops robot murderers, that could be fun. Runaway yeah. series, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the idea is like Luther's, uh, like the, Luther gets away every single time, so he has to keep tracking down all these evil robots he's got out in the world. Like, yeah, I mean, there's this is a this feels like a TV pilot than it does a movie, but it was a movie. It was uh, not a hit the box office. Uh, it had the. You know, I, I wonder why. Gee, I, I, I for one am shocked. I mean, uh, which one? The the title is about as it's not runaway killer robot. It's just run away. It's like that kind of screams. Don't come near this movie. Like, I mean, you could have called it Robot Squad, and it would have made more sense. Yeah, it still wouldn't. Have, it still would have been somewhat false advertising. I mean, I Robot makes it sounds more appealing than this, and. iRobot is a similar plot line. I don't often like to say this, but at least in the iRobot movie with Will Smith, the movie has action. (laughs) I mean, it does. You can't deny that it has action. Maybe not good action. But that's the point. It's like they they, they were trying to make an Asimov robot movie and they couldn't get Asimov to sign off. It's like there's details I'm like, I don't, it's like, because. Crichton's clearly like, I want to show how realistic robots are, okay. But then I gotta have lasers and, you know, bullets, heat-seeking bullets that, you know, which, by the way, you know, you know, Harrier jets can fire, you know, missiles that can lock on, but not that successful. <laughs> you can't just carry a uh, heat-seeking well, the, missile the, and a gun. Yeah. Well, also, the, the, the bullet, at one point, when he's shooting his own henchman, does a 360. Yeah. Or a 180, rather. It goes out, it turns around, goes around a corner, and then shoots the guy. Yep. Yeah, it comes. Yeah, it come, you think they're going to kill his partner. It looks at his partner, and then oh, wrong person! Zoop, and like it, it manages to somehow stay in flight, despite the fact it's kind of stopping. So, like, there's some science. There's some the fiction starts to overtake the science part, and that that may be one of the problems about having Crichton direct this. Like he, what he wants to do, and whenever he makes a movie, he's trying to show how realistic this stuff actually is like, Oh, hey, and drama strains. This is how you handle a ad- viral outbreak investigate your research lab. Yeah. I, you believe that this one, 
guys. Like, he, somebody told him, no, you got to have more. And I don't know. It's I think we all agree. It's not a bad movie, but it's not a good movie either. It's like, it's this fine line where you're, you're going to enjoy yourself, but also be like, what the fuck? I mean, it's... I think I've kind of said all I can say about this movie, but God, is it boring. Yeah. I mean, what what's, we got to give praise, though. Gene Simmons knew exactly what he was supposed to do in this movie. Oh, yeah. I don't have really a problem with Gene yeah. Simmons' because he seems to care about things. Like, he has emotions. No one yeah. else does in this movie. Tom Clark is kind of affable. He has, like, one – he has this – he clearly has this Oscar scene where he's yelling about – don't use the robot, I'll do it myself kind of stuff. But, like, otherwise his performance is very laid back and, like, boring. <laughs> Why is it affable? He just kind of smiles. Yeah. That's how, I mean, he's playing just how Magnum is. He's playing the exact part they hired him for. They needed Tom Selleck, so he just played it as Tom Selleck. <laughs> I don't, I, now, if you'd said his name was Tom Selleck, I'd be like, okay, that's, uh, that's Officer Tom Selleck. There is no, th- all of his parts, he's always playing that role. He's, he's the John Wayne of this uh, of this time period. Like you don't hire him uh, for any kind of charisma. You hire him because he looks kind of cool with his mustache. Sure. <laughs> I mean, and the thing is like, you just you expect he's the blue, you need a blue collar cop. This is the, he brings the deal. Although he just says he learned enough about robotics to understand what's going on. <laughs> but uh, guys, uh, so what do we want to rank this? Good, bad, or nerdy? Uh, Will, what do you want to go with first? Uh, I'm going to go with bad, but it is closer to nerdy than like some of the films we've seen because it is kind of of interest, I will say. It's not interesting, but it is of interest how they envisioned the future of robots through ni- – you know, a robot-filled 1984 mostly tracks. Like the robots are of the same aesthetic. They fit into the background. They make a lot – They most of them make a lot of sense. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, they don't they, feel like they were shoehorned in or just like office, but now with robot, it's actually like the, the robots seem to be integrated well with the background and make sense. Everything else about this movie is just dull. Like, it's just it's all plotting. these. Yeah, this is very much like this is just what Roombas. I mean, this is a society with Roombas. I mean, which guess what? That's present day. Like, there's uh, robot vacuums everywhere. <laughs> all right, uh, John, what's your take? I think I'm going to go with nerdy as well if nothing else because you know tom Crichton is is in it and i I kind of like the speculative nature of it i guess and so that that's worth something yeah i'm actually leaning toward nerdy also i agree it's got some bad moments but it's got these little weird ticks it's like it's got the gene simmons is basically channeling the definitive like bad guy but not like the over the top bad guy he's just like Every time he walks on screen, he's basically got the Darth Vader vibe without the costume. Uh, and I, I agree. I think the use of the robots is basically just being, oh, well, here's some, you know, they use them for farming. They use them to clean. They use them to, you know, they use them as nannies. Like they're, this is a society where it's like, all right, we got tired. You know, we just, we bought robots to do the work we didn't want to do, which is <clears throat> basically what the most people uh, argue why they need robots now. Like, okay, well, Nobody wants to build this machine, this car. We'll just hire some robots' arms to do it. It's like it's correctly predicting how robots are actually used versus like what people, sci-fi people, thought robots would be doing. Yeah. So yeah, and but I and also I think just for fact it's that he said it in the eight, like he didn't try to set it in the future. He said it in present day, alternate present day. So I like that aesthetic too. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna say 
nerdy as well. So I think we'll call this a nerdy film. Uh, but I, th- I think we should almost put a bad qu- question mark at the end because this is kind of like nerdy, but it definitely has a lot of like cinematic problems. <laughs> yes. But yeah, if you remade this movie, I think you, in present day and with the right uh, the right effects team, I think this, you, could even, you could make this a lot better film. I don't know if you, it would be worth remaking, but it definitely feels like you could make a TV series based on this. With the same budget, same kind of quality you have for like TV shows now, and have a more interesting show. Yeah, I mean, this there's potential here, but uh, it's just it's just badly executed, except for like the background. Like the background is the best part of this. Oh, great! I mean, like I said, it's and yeah, like I said, I like the fact Jerry Goldsmith scores for it. It makes it the the bad chase scenes interesting. Like all the scary <laughs> stuff is interesting. You know, the details, like you know the camera guy getting shot because he he decided to get there doing the live footage which guess what you know they predicted cops that's what that is they pre- cops comes out like a couple years after this so this movie may have inspired the show cops yeah maybe anyway uh pretty boring <laughs> all right uh, well folks i hope you enjoyed our description of this and if you do watch it and my wish one is free to watch, you can find it on youtube you can find it. Oh, on, I paid uh, money for this. I feel like I'm bad now. What? I paid four dollars for it. Why? They were free. I, I couldn't find it for free. Tubi. Tubi. I don't. Okay. I'll. Yeah, you don't have to subscribe. Time. Tubi's like you just have to watch a couple ads. Right. And uh, also, uh, yeah, I found it free on YouTube. Also, some guy had put it on YouTube with like a half square size, but it's like. It's a movie that the, the uh, desire for it uh, getting reissued is low. So it floats around the internet. You can find it. Uh, the movie made okay at the box office. It wasn't a flop, but it was not a hit either. So it, I think it broke even. Uh, so it's kind of, it's one of the things. I first saw it years ago. I think it was on WGN. Like it, it was just randomly on. It's like, what's this Tom Selleck movie? Like, oh, wow, these robots are small. <laughs> So yeah, uh, this one's film like you'll catch it once in a while in the we need a cheap movie to play you know uh, block. Uh, but if you guys ha- enjoy this, uh, had any questions about this film, please hit us up on our Facebook group, Fans of Good Bad Nerdy Movie Podcast. Also hit us up on our uh, uh, Twitter account, Good Bad Movie, uh, Good Bad Nerdy Movie Pod. Guys, thanks again for doing this. Um, any final thoughts? Just don't use mall kiosk wind up toys is your main problem main villain it's just not gonna work gene simmons however is great use him in more things heights why did it have to be heights why did it have to be heights <laughs> all right all right and please 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 if you're going to uh stop out of control robot just listen to the guy with the cool stash All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, see you all next time.